this is episode 72 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Peace and love, family. I hope you all are doing well. I am doing well. The family is doing well. Um, You know, nothing new, just being harassed, okay, by the feds to vote. Okay, do you know these fools don't start it texting me every time I log on Instagram is a banner at the top talking about have you registered to vote? Okay, every time I get on Facebook, every time I'm in the kitchen, you in the kitchen eating up all the food, eating up all the hog maw, all the pig feet. I want some hog maw. I want some pig feet. Every time I'm on Facebook, the feds on Facebook, pushing all the votes, pushing all the Trumps and all the Bidens. I don't want no cracker saving me. I don't want no Trump. I don't want no Biden to hell with both of them. Okay. Every single time. Okay. I'm calling 911. I'm calling 911 because why are y'all forcing this so bad? And Y'all know me. I have not made it a secret about how I feel about voting and how I despise voting. And I despise voting because it's a scam. It's Voting got to be the biggest scam since college. College got to be the second. No, no, no. There's the three biggest scams of this country is voting, college, and white supremacy and privilege. Biggest scams ever. And these scams really keep people busy doing nothing. (laughs) And the reason why I despise voting is because voting is a band-aid to the problem. Okay. Some of the people that I don't have come to me talking about, have I voted? I just roll my eyes like, um, you need to stop. Okay. Nobody wants to do the real work like people in other communities do in this country, which is to be self-sufficient, not swirl, build their own families, get married, transfer wealth, pass down wealth to their children, pass down financial literacy to their children, uh, instilling their culture and being interdependent with each other. No, 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 no. That's not what black people want to discuss because we still have basic debates about whether or not black man needs a black woman. We don't even come to an agreement on that. Yet here we are agreeing on voting because voting is easy. Okay, voting is easy and you get a sticker. Have you ever heard someone say, do you want a sticker? Well, they literally give people stickers to vote. Okay, and that is what, you know, people be peopling. That's what people want. People don't want to do the work. They don't want to do what's going to really make a difference. They want a sticker. They want a microwave mentality. Y'all heard on Lil Baby new song, he talk about, yeah, I rap about killing and smoking, but I'm telling the youngest to vote. Like, what? That And that right there lies the problem. You cannot be shit all you want to. and But as long as you vote, okay, You may not be shit, okay? You may be detrimental to your people in every other way, shape, form, and fashion, but you voted, though, and that's though with a D-O-E. That is not though. You voted, though, because you got to say it real basic and real slow and real special ed because that's what this voting is at this time. 
all these people that are clueless about their people, their real culture, their ancestors, their spirituality. Yet, as long as you're voting, you're covered. Voting has become the biggest cop out. Start out as the biggest scam. And um, let me tell you how they market uh, the Birkin bags. So the way that the Birkin bag, the reason why they're able to charge so much for the Birkin bag is because uh, they make it so that you have to kind of be a part of uh, an exclusive list or club to get the Birkin. Now, granted, this is a regular bag that's going to hold your purse and your lip, going to hold your wallet and your lip gloss like every other bag. However, it's the is denying it to so many people that makes people want it. Okay, it's the fact that it's not something that is available to everyone. And the more people that you exclude from having access to your product or service, the more meaningful it seems, the more people want it. People want what they can't have. This is how they do with voting. Okay, see, when you're running uh, such an evil system like America is, you have to keep people busy. And you got to keep people busy so that they don't see how evil you really are. If people have too much time on their hands, it gives them too much time to think. It gives them too much time to figure things out. It, it gives them too much time to have things make sense. And, you know, we can't have that. Can't have that. Okay, running an evil white supremacist country like the United States of America. No, we need what can we do to keep people busy? Aha, I know what we'll do. <laughs> and it's kind of embarrassing because I imagine that these old rich crackers that run this world sit back and they come up with ideas on how to keep the little guinea pigs busy and keep the little sheeps busy. And they're probably like, and so cracker number one was probably like, all right, I got it. This is what we do. We will make them think that it is the president that runs the country, okay? When we all know the president ain't nothing to the United States than what that lizard is to Geico car insurance, okay? A spokesperson, that's what a president is. And, you know, just like, can the gecko, can the Geico lizard, can the Geico gecko do anything for you? Can the Geico gecko lower your rate? Can it give you a quote, Okay, can it help you file a claim? No. The gecko, the lizard is there just to make you like the company. It's there to make you feel good. It's a spokesperson. It ain't no different than what flow is to progressive. Baby, can flow lower your monthly premium? No. Okay, can flow be there for you when you have a car accident? No. Flow is not there to actually do something. She's there to make you believe in what they're selling you. This is what the president of the United States is. He is a mascot. It's that simple. So cracker number one, they probably sit in their little board meeting and they say, all right, I got it. This is what we'll do. First, we'll start by telling them that the president actually makes a difference in their everyday lives. Then you got some black people that I see talking about Oh, um, all y'all black people that don't believe in voting is because you ain't in the tax bracket. You know what I'm saying? Most most of these black folks out here, you know, they ain't, they ain't got no bread. That's why they don't care about who the president. Whatever you got to tell yourself, Tyrone, newsflash, black people, we all broke. 
Okay, newsflash, we are broke. And how silly of you to think that you are in some tax bracket that makes this apply to you. How cute. How cute. Oh my God, look at us in competition of who can be fake broke the best. Oh my God. Oh my God, fake rich competition between black people. You gotta love those. So, um... So we'll tell them that the president actually makes a difference in their lives, okay? Then what we'll do is we will make them think that if they come out and vote, we'll, we will make them spend so much time focused on debates, okay? The whole election is such a time waster. For a whole two years before the election, people are, you know prepping and planning for the next election you get through one election okay every election is the most important election every election is the most important one and everyone oh my god we if we want change we got to go vote and then everyone goes and votes okay the majority of the country did not vote for donald trump yet here he is okay as potus as pofus Okay, here he is. So they tell you, oh my God, if you want to see change, go out there and vote. Then people do, they go vote, vote or die, vote or die. And then guess what? What do y'all want for dinner? We want pizza. Guess what? It's burgers. <laughs> Everybody goes and votes. And then whoever they want to be the president ends up still being the president. Okay, they just, you know, when you're driving a car, you give a child a fake steering wheel to make them think they're driving, but they're not. It's just a little fake steering wheel they give you guys to make you think. Then, um, then you doom yourselves to hell for the next four years and you tell your people that we deserve whatever we get because we didn't vote. And then repeat cycle. Then they get off scot-free. You guys are given busy work to make yourselves think that you're making a difference, even though you're not. Um, it totally frees you from any real responsibility of, you know, nation building and legacy and family. Okay, if I, Lord, if I see one more man, if I see one more deadbeat daddy, if I see one more daddy with threefold baby mamas running around hurting women, abusing women. If I see one more woman going around spreading feminist ideals and hoeing and giving fellatio all and about yet talking about but vote though, I'm going to lose my ish. Okay, y'all, can we stop? Okay, if, if we're not ready to give the discipline of what it takes to really make change for us, then can you stop with the voting thing? Go cast your little funky ballot and keep it moving, okay? And so then people will say, oh, well, if voting doesn't make a difference, then why did they try to deny it to us? Uh, If voting doesn't make a difference, then why do they go out their way to try to hinder your voting? My answer to that is exactly. My answer to that is checkmate. 
aha here go cracker number two so cracker number one gave his idea and he was like yeah so we'll tell them the president make a difference then we'll tell them every election is so important we'll keep them super busy campaigning watching debates i mean it's a whole shit show leading up to the election debates and campaigns and rallies and concerts and Cirque de Soleil and it keeps everybody very entertained, very occupied, very busy thinking. I mean, they mean well, thinking that they're making a difference. How cute. Um, thinking that this is going to change something for them. Um, when well, we all know it's not. So then cracker number two was like, I'm loving that idea, Bill. Now let's add this on. We will deny the right to do this to the people we don't like, which is the black people. Um, and, uh, and the the felons so what we'll do is because we're not going to deny it to uh white suburban america we got to deny it to someone that way if we deny it and make it seem exclusive it will definitely have people convinced that it is relevant so then they had you quote unquote fight for the right to vote for what cracker you want as the spokesperson and mascot. And lo and behold, okay, with black people, when you want black people to want something or participate in something, all you have to do is tell them that they can't have it. And then once you tell black people that we can't have something, we just go into overdrive, constantly trying to prove ourselves to white people that we deserve it and that we can get it. So we fought, fought, fought to integrate with these folks and have our own independent businesses and families destroyed just to be able to integrate with these folks to be able to vote in their system genius and now every year you keep the people entertained like mindless hamsters running on a hamster wheel in your stupid elections making them think they're going to make a difference Telling them that every election is the most is important election. Having them actually come out and vote. Then black people be like, see, well, y'all ain't vote. Um, Black people are voting. When you drive past them, uh, them election poll things, honey, it's brothers and sisters all up through there. Black people do the most free campaigning. Free campaigning. I don't understand that. Okay. People in your own community starting businesses and services I don't see you promoting them for free, okay? But you'll sit up there and promote Joe Biden and Camel Harris for free. But I'm just going to sit my tea on that. Now, you you don't promote your own people for free, but you sit and you go hard for these crackers. And you sit and you give them free promotion, free campaigning, Um. And then when the person you wanted to be president doesn't become president, then you sit and say to your people that they cannot complain. This is this is what do it for me. It's the audacity for me. It's the audacity for me to sit and tell your people that they cannot be angry or upset about their systematic oppression because they did not vote. Now, you know, you need to stop it, honey. You know, you need to cut it out. You hear me? Now, you know you're wrong for that. Stop. Okay. Um, oh, People be peopling, like I said, and humans be humaning. And the truth is, most humans want the easy way out. Okay. Uh, sometimes I wish that I could be in such 
blissful ignorance because, you know, I really see that's how some people cope with life. Some people cope with life by totally ignoring everything, totally just living in their own little world, totally believing lies, believing smoke and mirrors. And for some people that work for them, okay, they don't want to know the truth. They don't want the truth. They don't want, um, they don't want the truth. They don't want, uh, to have to do the real work. They just want the easy way out and the easy way out is voting. That way, I could do all type of BS, but as long as I vote, my ass is covered, I look like I did something, and then I can blame us not progressing on us not voting. And it's just a a constant way to victim blame and victim shame, and I'm so tired of it, and... You know, they're getting very they're getting more and more aggressive with it. Um, I I just sit back and I, I'm just amazed. I'm amazed at how these people are allowed to invade your privacy by getting hold of your phone number, your emails, your social media, and flashing this in front of you. It's it's nothing but aggressive marketing. That's all I want my people to understand. All of this election and president stuff, this is nothing but highly aggressive marketing to keep you busy. Okay, you don't see Ling Ling talking about vote or die. Ling Ling don't give a damn who the president is. You know why? Because Ling Ling parents is Ming Ming and Lee. Okay, and they look just like her. And they have built business. They have built business and savings and they have life insurance that they are going to pass down to their child. And then when when they do so, they're going to make sure their child get married to someone within their race. And then they're going to make sure that they have life insurance. And when they get married, they're going to give them lump sums of money. Okay, they're going to help them purchase their own home, their own property. They're going to pass down business to them. Okay, they're going to turn to their own home country for protection. They're not property of the state. They're not property of the United States. They're not being molested by Uncle Sam. Okay, they rent their space here and prosper. They don't depend on this. They keep their own culture and their own spirituality. Every single Chinese restaurant you go in and you pay attention, they have an altar. They don't give a damn who the president is. They have their ancestors. They have each other. Okay, Ling Ling, I ain't seen Nan Ling Ling talking about vote or die. It doesn't matter. Ling Ling gonna get married and make little baby Ling Lings and transfer wealth within her own people. That's how they gonna do. Now, until I see Ling Ling and Muhammad and Habib and Hajib, when I, until I see them talk about vote or die, baby, spare me. Okay, the Arabs, the Indians, the Asians, they, you do not see them at that, at them polls. The only ones of them you see at them polls are the new millennial, like, we are the world type Generation Z, like the TikTok generation, I call them, because they're clueless. Their whole life is social media. So they, they're clueless to what real life is. They're clueless to the bigger picture. They're clueless to the bigger concept. But any of them in there that still is strong in their natural culture, you do not see them. You do not see Abdul Mama in the poll line talking about vote or die. But you'll see Tyrone Mama talk about vote or die. Because you 
you belong to the streets. Black people that believe in voting belong to the streets. Okay, damn, Ling Ling don't care. Ling Ling is from China. She is property of China. She's property of her own people and her own culture. She is renting this space here. She is an Asian person in America. This is why my podcast is called African in America. African and American. Yes, we live here in America. However, this is just our location. Well, for my listeners that live in America, I have listeners all over the world. Shout out to y'all. But again, I'm speaking from my perspective as an African born in America. Because honey, I'm from the Nile, honey. Ancient, ancient African from the Nile, honey. I was birthed at the head of the Nile, honey. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Black people, um, if you want real change, get married to somebody black and instill a strict code in your children to do the same. Okay, half of our parents, not only did they not give us any money, not only did they not give us set up any type of inheritance or anything for us, but they got the cable bill in our name. They got the light bill in our name. So many of our parents not only did not pass on any wealth to us, but actually started us out in debt. Okay, I don't want to hear that. Don't come to me talking about, oh, you need to vote. Um, You need to give me some money. Okay, all of our parents talking about vote. Baby, do you have a, a, a savings account for us? When we get married, are you going to bless us with a lump sum of money like everybody else do? Until you doing that, baby, don't don't come to me talking about voting. Okay, Um, did you raise us in a broken home? Uh, yeah. Did, did you have me out of wedlock? Uh, yeah. Spare me. Talk about vote. How about you take the black family seriously? Okay. <laughs> Until we are all ready to understand that it is the black family that frees you and makes a difference, then stop. Okay. But I'm, I'm tired of these feds on my Facebook. Y'all need to get up out of there. I can't do it. Okay, then the other dangerous part about this election is now everybody talking about uh, anything is better than Trump. Excuse me? Excuse me? Anything and anyone is better than Trump? I have heard so many people saying that. They're like, listen, I don't care. We just have to get him out of office. Baby, um... You just you can't be a shit eater your whole life. At some point, we gotta have some kind of pride. I mean, at some point, pride is going to be uh is going to be an issue here. All right, let me ask y'all this. How many black people has Donald Trump personally put in prison? I hear a cricket. I hear a tumbleweed. Um now, how many people have Joe Biden and Kamala Harris put in prison personally? Thousands. Personally. <laughs> and it's all fun and games till it's your family. I heard someone say, well, you know, I, I understand that they put some black people in jail. And, you know, I hate that that had to happen. But, but. So you're more concerned that Donald Trump said something that hurt your feelings. Hmm. As opposed to people that have literally at their own hands put innocent people that look like you behind closed doors. Babe, let me tell you something. Trump is cancer. Kamala 
and Joe Biden is full-blown final stage AIDS with no cure and no end in sight. Okay, see what cancer, you might could get you a little, you, you might could get you a little radiation, a little chemo. You know what I'm saying? You might could get you a little, little surgery. You got you, you have a chance to beat cancer. You don't have a chance to beat AIDS. So when you say anything better than Trump, you might to switch out cancer for AIDS, baby. Careful what you wish for. Baby, you so concerned about all that, honey. You need to be concerned about all them innocent black people that Camel has locked up and don't care. Baby, you know what I'm saying? Come on, y'all. Like, we, we got to start to have pride. And we got to stop saying things like, well, you know, this is all, if this is all we have right now, and if this is all we can do right now, then, you know, we got to take advantage of that. Uh, no. Okay. Get off the floor. Stop eating off the floor. Get you a plate. Sit at the table you built. Have some dignity. Have some pride about yourself. Okay. Um, and that's that. Okay. That's how I feel about that. And that's on that. And that's that. And this is that. And that is this. And that's that. (laughs) Woo. Anywho, let me, I need to sip some tea before I have this next part of this segment. Mm. Honey, I had to sip some tea on that. Um... Now, I don't know if anyone, if you guys have heard me um, say this before, but I want to have a discussion about this because um, this is a big issue and I feel like we do not understand how big of an issue this is. And it's kind of an elephant in the room to me, Uh, but I want to have this talk because I have a lot of sisters that... um, They kind of come to me uh, saying that I am misleading black women because I have an over positive mindset of black men and that the truth is that black men are killing us. They're the number one killer of black women and they ain't nothing and they ain't no good and we don't need them. And until they step up, we don't, you know, I have some sisters seriously upset with me about my message when I say that our purpose is the black man and that our only hope is the black man and that we need the black man and that yes life is all about having a man that's why we're here um I have some sisters telling me that this is quote-unquote dangerous rhetoric so let's go ahead and dissect that shall we all right um let me start this off by saying Feminine ladies do not complain about men. We don't. Now, we've all made our mistakes. We've all had things not work out. We've all been disappointed. We've all been hurt. Yada, 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 yada. I understand that. And I am not discrediting anyone's pain or anyone's angst at all. Like I said, it's happened to the best of us. Um, However... Our personal experience does not give us the right to speak on our race of men as a whole. Especially when 
Now, let's let's again, we about to talk about the root issue here, the foundation of this issue. Uh, As black people, we are a matriarchal society. Okay, Uh, we are the only race on this planet that is a matriarchal people. Now, I can't necessarily speak on um, what what if that is the case necessarily for uh, black people that are actually born and living on the continent of Africa. Um, I am speaking on a majority of Africans living here in America. For most of us here, we come from matriarchal backgrounds. Okay, we come from upbringings and households majority ran by women okay black women in america have the most say so in their families and their households than any other women of any other country or culture black american women have the most say so i'm gonna repeat that again black american women have the most say so for their households and their family units than any other women in any other culture of any other country. All right. Um, Is this a good thing or a bad thing? Let's discuss that. Uh, Because I do see that majority of black women, unfortunately, uh, do a lot of complaining and a lot of putting down of black men. But we need to be aware of who are the ones that raise these men and to give some type of attention to the women that chose the fathers of these men. Now, I'm about to ruffle some feathers. Okay, I'm about to ruffle some feathers. I had a black woman tell me the other day, this had to be the most hilarious thing I've ever heard. Um, I had put up a post where I said that I'm done with uh, at this point in my life, I just cannot deal with masculine black women, the bullheaded, bossy, stubborn type of women because they be rude. OK, they talk too much when nobody asks them. OK, they can't do nothing for me. OK, y'all have to understand as a woman, just like for men, there, there are certain things they're not going to do for another man because why? Because that man got everything he got. That man can't do anything for him. So therefore, why is he going to sit and, and go out of his way necessarily for another man? Now, it goes the same with women. Okay, that's why I say I can't deal with women that is always puffing out their chest and always think they running something and they masculine energy because baby, you don't run nothing and you can't bust a grape. And you can't do nothing for me. I say, you know, we respect masculine. We let the masculine lead us as women because the masculine can do things that we cannot. We don't let the masculine lead just because it has a penis. We let it lead because we need it because it can do something we can't do. The only thing that we can do that men cannot do is be pregnant and give birth. And which being pregnant and giving birth requires protection and provision. So even though we do equally depend on each other to that extent, because once you are pregnant and you, you know, are going through nine months of gestation and popping entire human beings out your vagina, 
we win. We don't need a second thing, you know, to make us important. All right. Okay. Without us, you know, there's no babies being carried. So, you know, the most high did not need to give us multiple tricks up our sleeve. It was like, I'm going to give you a womb and that's all you need. However, it does require a interdependency with our man in order to carry out successful pregnancies and raise children, this, that, and the third. So I put up the post saying, I'm tired of dealing with masculine women because they, they, they cannot bust a grape. And they walking around or they have a strap on on running their mouth, not staying in their lane, not staying in their place. And the truth is, you can't do nothing for me. You have nothing that I don't have. Smart women uh, play chess. They play chess. Um, And so I said, you know, I'm kind of done dealing with you at this point. This is not complicated to understand. We have been doing the same cycles for about three, four generations now with the same tired excuses, the same tired blame games, and I'm over it. And I had a black woman comment talking about black women like you, you're not loyal. These men out here ain't no good and you need to be loyal to your black women. Baby, me telling you, that you are so great and that you don't need man is not me being loyal to you. That's actually me sabotaging you on the low. All right. It is not loyal. What What the hell are y'all talking about? Loyal? Loyal to black women? In what way? Being loyal to black women is being honest with your sisters. Okay. That's my definition of being loyal to my sisters is being honest with each other i'm not being loyal to you by telling you what you want to hear worried about your feelings when we out here they out here trying to kill us and destroy our family structure by any means i'm confused they sit and tell y'all they sit and discourage voting and you sit and believe that voting is so important but then they sit and highly discourage to the point of physically ripping your men from you for the past 400 years. Um, they discourage the black family and you don't think that that's for a reason? You know why? Because understanding that the black family is important and exists for a reason requires you to cooperate. It requires you to learn how to live in the day-to-day to support a man. It requires you to be vulnerable. It requires you to be feminine. It requires you to stay in your place and to play your position. That's why we act legally blind, talk about sis. Then you go after the black women that say, listen, baby, uh, this way that we've been operating is not working out well for us because we think we're doing so good as black women, but we're not. We're not doing good where it matters. Uh, and so when you sit and have black women say, you know what? We need to stop complaining about men and go ahead and start uh, being more conscious as to how we're raising our sons. Okay. Being more aware of the fathers that we're choosing for our sons. Okay. Because we sit and complain about the same men that we literally create. 
It's called feminine responsibility. We want to run away from our feminine responsibility and then cry and complain when things don't go the way we think they're supposed to go. Okay, a big part of feminine responsibility is that we are supposed to choose what men are and are not deemed worthy of having a seed brought forth. Okay, because the same women that complain about black men and complain, oh my God, these men ain't no good. And if when you're in your masculine energy, all the men, of course, the men that deal with you or are drawn to you are not going to be the proper quality men because you acting like a man yourself. You're so deep in your masculine energy that all you are going to bring forth to you is, of course, men that cannot bring any value to you. Of course, you're going to look at your men in a negative way if they're not bringing value. That's what a man's supposed to do. A man's supposed to bring value. A man's supposed to bring bring elements and resources that you cannot do on your own. Okay, and, and, and men that cannot produce results hate that fact. They hate the fact that if you're not coming with any tangible results, if you're not coming with any real resume portfolio, that women don't have to listen to you, submit to you, and you don't have to be relevant to them at all. And the men that have issues producing despise that. Now, the men that have resources and can produce, they don't mind that. They understand that. Okay, if I'm going to be here, I need to be useful. I need to be I need to be bringing resource. I need to bring something to the table. So, you know, it's so many sisters that sit and complain about black men. Oh, black men are doing this to us. Black men are doing that to us. And then they're the same women that condone sexual promiscuity. It's the same women that will not sit and openly say, okay, having a child without being married is wrong. This, these women complaining about black men are the same ones that will tell us to mind our business when we say, hey, well, you know, maybe we should be getting married and maybe we should be vetting men and we as the women. That's why uh, maybe like two episodes ago, I spoke about why women are allowed on why women are allowed to speak on uh, what we need to see in a man in order to respect him or deem him worthy. And, and, and you have some men that they say, well, how can women speak on a man being a man? That doesn't make any sense. And it's like, uh, because we're the ones that are going to choose whether or not you'll be able to reproduce. That's why. So then when you sit and say, hey, guys, um, maybe instead of complaining, maybe we should go ahead and kind of stay in our lane, be feminine and set some code and some rules to prevent an issue in the future. And it's like, ah, don't tell us what to do. Ah, mind your business. Do what's best for you. Okay, so we continue to have promiscuous sex, which leads to either abortions or becoming baby mamas. We're not allowed to tell each other anything. And um, no one is allowed to teach us unless they're perfect. And if they do teach us, they have to say it exactly the way we like it and make sure that they're more concerned about our feelings with our big grown asses, as opposed to the information that needs to come forth just in general, um, 
you know, about our progress as women and the things we need to do to change and do better as women. Let's let's instead, let's just keep complaining about these men that we created. Okay, so we don't want to tell women that we should be married before we have kids, which means that we're condoning bringing children into broken homes with either uh, a, a worthless man present or no man present. Okay, uh, so we continue to say how we don't need men. We continue to live in a matriarchal society. Uh, we continue to spank and beat our sons. Uh, make them feel as though a man is optional. How can you have a son and then in the same breath say that having a man isn't everything? <laughs> How can you have a son and then in the same breath act like you don't need his father? (laughs) So we sit and we literally beat our sons, raise them on our own, tell them that their fathers are optional, (laughs) Um, tell them what to do, raise them on our own totally imbalanced with no masculine figure in the home because again you are necessary but the man is optional okay we as the women have decided we are mandatory and we are the only ones that matter and the father oh him he optional because he ain't shit (laughs) so then you raise these sons with optional fathers and optional men in the home you teach them to You yell at them, spank them, teach them to blindly follow whatever a woman tells them. Okay, you you, you sit and teach them to do whatever you say. You don't let them think for themselves. Then you tell them that Jesus exists and Jesus is going to come save them. And they grow up their whole lives following a white Jesus and a black masculine mom. And then expect them to somehow grow up and be masculine providers that protect and provide for black women and you know raise their families and children and are absolutely perfect (laughs) what what if you're unhappy with the state of black men understand that you created them If you're unhappy with the state that black women are in, talk to your mammy. Talk to your grandmothers about it. Okay, that's what you need to do. If you're in my generation and you are unhappy with the current state of black men, talk to your mammy and complain to your mammy about it. Because it was our mammies that fell victim to the live your life do what makes you happy you are sexually free black power you don't need no man you can do it all on your own um if i can do it you can do it girl power superwoman okay if you want to have loose sex that's fine it's your body no one can tell you what to do who cares if this loose sex results in pregnancy oh well you don't need that man to raise that child okay and then we're gonna 
we're going to have these kids promiscuous sex and then guilt and shame other men when they don't want to protect us and raise these other man's kids. Okay? That's what our mothers did. Then they told us, it's okay, you don't have to be married to have kids. Having a man is not everything. And you say that in front of your black sons. And now your sons grow up without purpose. Because if their father was optional, so are they. Because you're terrified to have the words come out your mouth that you need a black man. You're terrified because you're holding on to daddy issues from the daddy that your mama picked. Woo, Chalet. I need to take another sip of this tea, honey. It's hot. Your mom picked your dad. Your dad that you're mad at. Your dad that wasn't there for you. And that abandoned you. So now you're terrified to need or depend on a black man. Guess who picked him for you? Your mammy. Guess who raised. Guess who raised these men. The men that we. If you're in my generation. If you're a millennial. If you're a millennial like myself. And you are like oh my god. These are the men I have to pick from. For a husband. I'm good. Blame your mom's. Feminine responsibility. Okay? Um, I want to explain this difference. Men, men bear the burden of all of the authority. However, women bear the burden for all of the responsibility. We are held responsible Men are held accountable, if that makes sense. The men are in charge of protecting, providing. However, in the way that the family structure moves, we hold the womb. We decide who gets reborn in this bitch. (laughs) We decide that. We decide who gets to carry on. We decide the men that we duplicate. That's the feminine responsibility. Which is why responsibility like that requires a code of conduct. Requires a code. That is, you cannot have as much responsibility as women have and then tell women to just go out and do whatever they want if it makes them happy. That's extremely dangerous. Sometimes something makes you happy because you're toxic. And you're full of parasites and what's making you happy is feeding the parasites that's why you cannot tell women do make you happy um sometimes what make you happy is for toxic reasons sis so then we instead of saying all right okay you know in football you know they they do the play and the play either is successful or it's not and they kind of all huddle back together like all right let's go ahead and redo a plan um that's what needs to go on right now for us black women okay and this is what real loyalty is for your sisters okay real loyalty to your sisters is do do y'all think let me ask y'all this and and be for real be for real are y'all waiting on white women to come to y'all and be like, okay, let me show you guys how to 
um, how to serve your purpose uh, with your purpose being a black man. Do you really think that Sarah is going to come off of her uh, her mayonnaise seat? Do you think that Becky is coming off of her mayonnaise covered chair to teach you how to get along with and live in unison with black men? Who who are y'all waiting on to tell you that? If black women can't tell you that, if black women are going around saying, listen, baby, we messed up, we messed up, we need to recalibrate, okay? Our mamas lied to us, okay? The way, when we see the way these men turned out, baby, that wasn't it. <laughs> that wasn't it. So we we might need to go back and um, we might need to go back to the drawing board and redo this design because this didn't work out black women that are saying that you're saying that they're pick me's and they're not loyal but the black women that are sitting and staying in the same cycles that our mothers did and continuing to perpetuate toxic cycles in black people that's loyal okay Well, I guess I'm disloyal then because if we do not recalibrate and restructure with each other as black women, who will? Definitely won't be Hispanic women. Definitely won't be white women that will do it. Definitely won't be white men that will do it. Hello, we supposed to do this. We seen the way our moms did it. Our mothers were the, you know, rebellious generation. We see that that went horribly. That went horribly. And now it's time to say, okay, let's redo this. Let's, you know, instead of this whole I am woman, hear me roar, let's let's not get stronger. Let's get softer. Maybe we've been strong for 400 years. We've been strong for 400 years. It has gotten us nowhere. Okay, let's stop being strong. Let's start being feminine. Okay, and that's not to say that being feminine is being weak. It's just femininity is not... Uh, its lead component is not strength. That strength is how we have weakened the men. Okay, raised, spanking our sons and telling them just listen to whatever you say and not giving them any kind of voice, not teaching them any kind of leadership skills and not having any kind of masculine man present in the home and making our sons feel optional. This is how you create a low-confidence feminine generation of men okay now here is my generation in mad talking about oh these men they're looking for a mom not a woman i wonder why i wonder why okay half of them been raised in a home with no fathers because 75 percent of us are going around popping out babies for free Half of us are going around popping out babies because we were sexually irresponsible. Not because it was a conscious choice that this man has been deemed worthy for us to need another copy of him. No, we got a bunch of men born out of lust, raised by women and women only, a.k.a. AKA our moms. And then you wonder why they grow up and don't know how to lead you. 
don't know how to protect you, baby. He waiting on you. Baby, he waiting on you to tell him what to do. Because you told him he's optional. If these boys are groomed from children to believe they're optional, how on earth are they supposed to grow up and know how to swing their dick and lead? You teach them to tuck their dick all their life. Then you want them to grow up and be adults and protect you and provide for you. Every action has a reaction. This is why feminine women, you don't hear us complaining about men. And that's why even if we got, if we did happen to be disappointed by a man or let down by a man, guess what? That's on me. That's on us. We don't sit and blame all black men because we got disappointed. No, we level up. We look at where we look at the red flags that we ignored. We look at the history or patterns that we ignored and we do better because we understand that we have that feminine responsibility. A nation can rise no higher than its women. You know why? Because we bring you into existence. It's a huge responsibility and it requires a system and it requires organization. Feminine women do not complain about men. What feminine women do is they set a standard and then they say you will not continue on unless you meet this standard. They follow a code and they stay in their lane. They understand that by staying in our lane, we open the door for certain levels of masculine protection, provision, and so on and so forth. We don't complain about men. We say, okay, if we want better quality of men, then we have to start reproducing with better qualities of men. We have to start making men earn the right, the privilege. I want to make this very clear. You are not entitled to a seed just because you have sperm. That's where we went wrong is now the men have become so entitled to a seed that they are going around saying, we're not going to marry you and you're going to go half on the bills with us and you still going to give us a child. And guess what? We're doing it. Yet we're sitting and complaining about the men who birthed them, your mama. Woo, Chalet. Let me go ahead and take another sip, honey. Your mama never felt inclined to make it work with your father. Your mom never felt inclined to make your father work for her and to earn her hand in marriage and then earn and then earn the privilege of him having a seed. Your your mammy didn't follow a feminine code. Okay, so if you complaining, you cannot just complain about black men while not also addressing the complaints that need to be made about black women too men are not going around being pregnant and giving birth I ain't seen a pregnant man yet so you complain about the men who brought them here who chose their fathers or lack of woo this is my last sip honey I'm so sorry but this tea Let's check ourselves. We do need a man. Every time you utter that having a man's not everything, you break your sons down a little bit more 
and you make him a little bit less of a leader and provider and protector. You make him a little less confident and sure of himself. And you emasculate him little by little every time one of you utter those stupid words. About how, so I'm supposed to do all that just to have a man? Yes, you are. That's your whole purpose. Okay? Feminine ladies don't complain. We don't complain, we level up. We don't complain, we do better. We don't complain, we raise our standards. Okay? Uh, I would like to be able to have a positive conversation. We're going to focus on the positive. I know that the more I stay in my feminine lane, the more cooperative I am, the more peaceful I am, the more pleasant I am, the more beautiful I am, the more sexy I am, the more loving I am, the more nurturing I am, the more softer I am, the more vulnerable I am. The more space I leave for competent, positive, black masculinity. And if that's not something that I received, I need to go back and check myself and amp it up. Get a little softer, get a little wiser, raise them standards a little bit more. Okay, we have the power. Women these days want to sit around talking about all the power you got. Talk about it's pussy power. Um, I got to tell you something, baby girl, your pussy ain't that good like you think it is. And if you think your pussy is so good, it's five other chicks right now that pussy will outdo yours in the drop of a dime. Okay, you think you give the best dome It's 20 other ones right now that's putting the whole thing down their throat, baby. That's not your power. Your power is not in the act of sex. Stop being basic bitches, for lack of a better word. I don't know you personally. I ain't calling you a bitch. I just don't know your name. Stop being basic bitches, please. Let's step our game up. Complaining, what does complaining do? Where does it get us? No, we're going to step up our femininity. We're going to get extra soft, extra feminine. Right now, the cup is full. We filled our own cups. There's no room for masculine protection. There's no room for masculine providing. Feminine ladies, we make it space. We make it space. Men are competitive. They naturally want to meet whatever standard that the women set. That's our power. Our power is not in our pussy, literally. It's not literally your pussy. All these women out here swear they got the best pussy. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. That is not your power. And pussy is not hard to get. Okay, pussy is coming at, I'm talking about FedEx through the mail at this point. Okay, they they damn near selling pussy on Amazon at this point. Okay, it's Amazon Prime pussy going around. Okay, your power is in setting standards. Your, Your power is in your power to influence. Your power is in your power to select who gets to reproduce. We stay feminine. We leave room for the masculine. We stay positive. Even if we have a negative interaction with a black man, even if a black man hurts us or wastes our time, we still stay positive because you get what you think. You attract what you think. 
And if you're always focused on negative black men that were birthed and raised by your moms, you leave no room for positive black men. You leave no room for proper black men. Okay, it's time for us to be positive, be feminine and play our part before we sit constantly complaining about what somebody else is or is not doing. And that's real loyalty. Real loyalty is being able to say, sis, you slipping. Let's change this together. It's not looking down on anyone. It's not passing judgment or anything like that. It's that's real loyalty. Knowing if we as black women don't help each other and hold each other accountable, nobody will. And that's the only kind of loyalty that I want around me. Anyway, the tea was hot on this episode. I want you all to please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Good, bad, or ugly. I don't care. Leave it. Okay, tell your friends, share it on your social media, share it on your Facebook, tell somebody about it. I would say play it at work, but baby, don't play this podcast at work, honey. You might get fired, honey, and baby, you can't come stay with me. So don't play at work. If you play it at work, make sure you got a little headphone in because, honey, y'all know I am not politically correct on this show. And we don't want to offend a Karen at work. Then we got to slap a Karen. I'm still waiting on the Karen to try me. A Karen ain't tried me yet, but you know. Um, don't play that work, but tell a friend, tell a friend, okay, listen to it with your boo, do reaction videos to it, whatever it is, tap in, tune in. I appreciate you all for listening. We've been at this for a long time, um, and we're going to keep going. We ain't stopping. Uh, I know y'all noticed I had missed two episodes, but what had happened was, honey, I was having some major car trouble. I had to get a new car and then my stepmom got sick, honey. It it was the most I had going on, but y'all know me. Um, I am a feminine businesswoman. So the minute that I feel overwhelmed or the minute my family needs me, honey, um, everything work can wait. So, but I got a new whip i got myself situated everybody is back healthy everybody's back okay so now i am free to return to work i i'm sorry about that guys but we are back on track i love you all and as always peace love and black power